0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from nine to ten AM and Sundays from eight thirty to nine thirty AM for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. dot com.
1: This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Supertalk Mississippi.
0: It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca.
1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio. And don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you always can find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And you'll see I'm not alone in the studio today. I always like having friends and family in the studio. She's not family, but she'll be a friend. Miss Naomi Taylor. She has been named the 2023 Mississippi Songwriter of the Year, and she's here to celebrate and tell us a little bit more. So welcome, Naomi. Thank you. I don't think you're family, but you know what? In Mississippi, we could easily be yeah. distance cousins and not, even, <laughs> and not even know it. Okay. So you were recently, how long ago was it that you got uh, named the 2023 Mississippi Songwriter of the Year?
2: I believe it was two weeks ago, but also...
1: Time is... Absolutely. So a few yeah. weeks ago. Okay, yeah. so tell us how this how this all worked. Where where were you at? What contest was it?
2: So I submitted a song online, um, an original song, and the judges kind of... They went through all of the songs that were submitted and picked a top 15, and the top 15 were to go to Philadelphia, Mississippi, and perform their songs at the Ellis Theater, the Marty Stewart's Congress of Country Music, um, which is super cool, because... In a couple of weeks, Dolly Parton will be on that yeah. stage. So, it's a it's a big stage, like it holds a lot of. Hist- well, yeah. it holds a lot of history, even though it's a new stage.
1: What he's doing there, he's bringing in a lot of country music history already, just with his himself and his presence and all that he has done in his career. But then also all of his cool artifacts mm-hmm. and things. So, even though you're probably one of the first few to ever sing there, it uh, I can see where it feels like you know yeah. this is kind of an important space.
2: Yeah, it was it was super cool. So we all performed, and then the judges, um, they picked and I won and it was super cool <laughs> I know but to me this is neat
1: this is not just your obviously your ability to deliver a song because mm-hmm. a lot of times we have all these competitions obviously national ones and the big television ones and they're usually based off of voices and mm-hmm. if you watch a certain one song enough you'll see that it's always brave to sing a, an original song they always say that and so it's a, it's a whole other talent skill or skill I guess set to be able to write and to be able to perform so which came first for you Naomi did you perform first in terms of singing or, or did just the writing come to you and then the singing
2: I think the singing came first I grew up watching my dad play guitar and my brothers were kind of musical and we just we all kind of did it and uh, the songwriting came later probably when I was like 16 or so is when I wrote my first song um but yeah, singing, singing was definitely. First. Is it one of those things you're just kind of po- like
1: you know some just I don't want to say doodle poetry. You're not really drawing yet, but it's like you're just sort of doodling. But you know what you're you're not. You're making poetry or sort of a short story or whatever. Or did you know at sixteen, you had some form of something you wanted to get out, and you're like, I'm going to try to write a song. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Um. It was. It was definitely intentional when I sat down and. At, 16 i was like i'm gonna write a song i've always wanted to i suck at writing like i could i could never write my own essays and feel comfortable about it in school or um write my own poems or i just never felt confident in what i was writing so i sat down and i was like i'm gonna write this song it's gonna be crappy or it's gonna be good and ended up in it was good for a 16 year old song do you remember did it have a title um it it was a sad song it was super sad everybody's sad at 16 yeah so this song it was called abuse i think for this like guy that i was dating at 16 um but it was it was kind of cheesy do you still have it somewhere just to look Mm -hmm. back
1: and sort of reflect on do you think you'll ever go back and try to like revamp it to be something you would sing
2: one day if I wrote all, like, completely new lyrics, maybe, because they were so, like, the writing style has changed um, dramatically um, since I've grown up, but probably not now. That's
1: okay, but that sometimes just having and knowing where you came from, The the point is you had the want and the desire and you completed that task at 16 and then now look you're our songwriter of the year you wrote a song called roots mm-hmm. so hopefully less sad but i don't know i haven't heard it so what was the inspiration for your song roots
2: so um i write a lot of indie rock music um and when you're in the south especially especially in mississippi um if you're not country or southern rock you're not really looked at um, as much country and southern rock is like the, the primary music genres of the south that people give credit to. So, um, I competed last year in the competition and, and lost. I didn't win, didn't place. So I went home and I sat down in my apartment <laughs> in Jackson and I just was like, I'm gonna write a southern rock song and it's gonna be super, like, um, simple. Free type of, just like a, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but um no okay cool. <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> um super um
1: but we take all the around the edges bold.
2: yeah bold yeah there we go yeah um uh, so I just sat down and I wrote it and it's super simple it's just about being from Mississippi and being yeah. and traveling and not really giving a care and. It made me so mad. I sent it to my producer, and my dad, and my um, some other, like my mentor, and they were all like, "This is your best song." And I was like, "This is not the type of music that I normally write." And it made me a little bit mad because all my other music gets looked over, but that song that I re- wasn't really trying on, everybody freaked out about it. So it, it's good, but um, it's a happy song, but. It's not. It's very different than what I typically write. So you wrote to what
1: you knew that would be appropriate for the contest and the judges and sort mm-hmm. of all that. Well, I think that's okay too. I mean, you're you're playing you're playing the game right mm-hmm. like it's a contest and you know the style or the recipe that it needed to be to sort of win you wouldn't bring chicken to a beef fight so yeah. i mean you know to a beef contest so that way but i can see where and probably a lot of uh, artists probably feel that way where you want to have your own creative or uh, individual sort of sound or um, music but then it's getting squashed out by what it feels like it's sort of popular. So when you did when you got the chance though to go and sort of sing it or sing the song, what was it like watching the positive reactions even if it's not the the flavor that you enjoy but still knowing that your work sort of moved judges.
2: Yeah, um it was very cool because regardless if it was my primary genre or my regular sound, it's still me that wrote it. It's still my story, my words, my playing, my singing. So when I played it, I still felt like myself. I didn't feel like I was putting on a mask just to please others. But um, it was so cool because people were laughing, people were smiling, and um, people really enjoyed it. Is that song recorded where people can hear it? It's in the process. Um, I'm recording a full-length album right now, and it's on it. Um, but it's not released yet. So.
1: Not yet. Not anyway. yet. Then. Yes. So, with the I guess um, designation of songwriter of the year, what happens next? Did you get a crown? I mean, you
2: know. <laughs> I did get a trophy, um, and I got a recording contract—not um, a contract, but a scholarship—is what they called it. So they give me money to give to a studio of my choice to record that song or to record any song, and then I get a free music video from Mississippi State, um, their department of like video kids students that's cool so videography Could
1: yeah videography. The word, probably yeah. the word that you yeah that we're all looking for oh that's neat though that they sort of parse together um, other I guess outlets here in Mississippi mm-hmm. to be able to provide you with this opportunity to have something completely and uh, published will this be your first first full out al- first full album yes it's been yes. completely released but you have been playing and doing a um, singing and performing for a while how long have you been doing that
2: um i've been performing i've been singing my whole life i've been performing live since i was about 16 15 or 16 um i used to live in loosdale where i'm from and i would sing at the county fair and like festivals and um like small small town festivals and then i moved to college and then now i'm full-time singing playing all over that I can anywhere that I can which we've learned a
1: lot here on good things about uh, it's a whole another world when it comes to being an indie artist Mm -hmm. it's almost like well all all artists are small business owners but the indie music artist really kind of is because you are selling a product just like if it was t-shirts or a service or sort of whatever else and if people don't buy into it just like if they didn't come to your storefront and buy a T-shirt from you, then you, you know, you're not able to succeed in, in your um, industry of choice. Uh, but you are going to succeed. And we've got more with Naomi Taylor. She is your 2023 Mississippi Songwriter of the Year, coming up next. Watch Good Things. We are on computer and mobile device. You can watch us on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find us on YouTube. You can also watch Good Things on C Spire TV if you've got that. We're on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel which is just going to tell you it's hot. It's hot outside guys. Um, but tomorrow we're happy to say that we are airing the 11th Annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon. It's coming up tomorrow right here on Super Talk Mississippi and every year there are children across Mississippi that need a loving home and many times these children are caught in some unimaginable circumstances. So we're going to start asking for your help coming up tomorrow from 6 a.m to 6 p.m and you'll learn how palmer home for children serves vulnerable children it's a faith-based organization it doesn't take any government money and they need your help so tune in tomorrow from 6 a.m to 6 p.m and we're gonna have a lot of fun for the 11th annual palmer home for children radiothon we're going to continue our conversation now with miss naomi taylor she is your 2023 mississippi songwriter of the year does you get tired of hearing that naomi
2: I don't think so. No. Yeah, you do, for no. At least for,
1: do you at least get to go back next year and like pass the baton, even though they yes. didn't give you a crown? I know it's not a pageant, but still, I feel like that uh, you need to pass on as your reign from 23 to 24, or maybe you get to go for it again. Would you get to go for it again?
2: Could you do that? Um, I know they say you cannot compete. Consecutive years? Yeah. If you win, you cannot compete the next year. Um, but I will get to go next year and perform. And kind of just ex- explain what's happened in the last year and where I was and where I am now. And pass the baton. You like are you part of you, which was only a couple of weeks
1: ago. Was you got the you're getting the opportunity to record your song Roots, which won you the the um, the title, and then also the music video and all of that. When do you feel like all that will be? like released and done that takes time so it's mm-hmm. not like you can snap your fingers and do that when do you feel like all of that will be released into the universe
2: well i know i just met with boswell media who presented me the award and they i think we're planning sometime in august or september to it's still quick yeah, yeah. To, to still to to begin meeting with mississippi state and brainstorm the ideas of the music video and is that cool yeah, are you? Uh,
1: may I ask how old you are? I'm 23. Oh, you're a baby. Do you still remember when MTV actually had music videos? Mm-hmm. Okay, because Rhino and I, we remember back when TRL was a thing. Like you actually tuned in for music videos. So I feel like there's two types of performers, right? I mean, yes, you're a musician, you can, but then there's another thing to like have the whole video aspect of it. Yeah. Are you nervous or excited?
2: I'm excited. I'm I'm nervous to see what everybody comes up with because I I'll meet with the students and. They'll just start throwing their ideas and I'll throw my ideas and we have to like come up with these crazy ideas for this music video, um, which is going to be really fun because I love working with other artists and how they um, they get to portray their art through my art, which is a cool little aspect. Never thought of. Music videos, sort of that way, but you're right. You have the you have
1: the videographer, you have the director, Mm -hmm. you have the set person, sort of all of that. So it's a lot of mediums working to one, which is just sort of dancing around your. You know what your what your uh, your roots your songs so I think that's cool okay your influences you mentioned that your dad and your brothers you guys were a musical family mm-hmm. picked up the guitar from them what was playing what were you learning your first guitar I guess strings or songs too.
2: yeah um, the first song that I ever learned on guitar was all I can do is write about it in a song by Leonard Skinner and my dad taught it to me It only had three chords in it so that was my first song but grew up on um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Tad Benoit, um, all of like your classic country hits and stuff. But now that I'm older, like my songwriting, all my influences now are like Paramore and the band Camino and other indie artists that are on the bigger side as well. For those that...
1: I think of it in terms of you have domestic beer and then you have craft beer, right? You have a okay. few domestic um, music and then you have your craft, which would <laughs> be your indie. And those that are just always going to the radio or whatever they may be for that domestic, whatever is just coming out of the top. 20 or i don't know if they still do that um but they're missing out on all the different flavors or interesting characters in the craft beer section Mm -hmm. how do you encourage folks to dabble into indie artists even if they align with maybe the genre that they like but sort of um see what else is out there
2: um i would i would definitely suggest going to your local shows if you see a touring band coming through or a band that you've never heard of go see them because that might that might be your favorite band that you've heard but you'll never know if you don't listen to them um just going out and supporting them whether or not you've heard of them or not whether or not you typically would listen to them on your saturday morning or not um if they're local if they if you don't have anything else going on go support them because they need it um
1: yeah, and you never know. They may be the next big thing, yeah. or they may enjoy carrying on sort of that indie sort of track. And it's a because it's a different it's a different way. It's a different mm-hmm. kind of lifestyle. It's a different kind of art. You get to be a little bit more in control of your creativity, if I'm mm-hmm. correct. And we're learning here on good things with all of our yeah. indie artists who who, uh, who come through Naomi. And you are I would you not using the word touring, but you are busy yes. with a, a lot of shows. Where where can people start to find you?
2: Um. Well, I have my solo acoustic shows that I play locally to pay my bills and just to connect with the community, the local community. But I'll be playing at Crab Seafood Shack in in Ridgeland, um, Sunset Grill in Brandon, and Shaggy's on the Res, Martin's Downtown. Um, I'll be playing those in July. And I have that posted on my Facebook with all my dates and stuff. And then in August, I'll be playing um Helen miles with my full band and also we'll be playing the red brick roads festival in clinton uh with my full band so i'm super excited
1: that is exciting when what's the difference uh for you when you get to play with your full band versus acoustic which is more i don't know you tell me the difference well i know the difference musically but from yeah. from your perspective which is i guess scarier or i guess more exciting other well, different
2: Definitely more exciting when I'm when I'm doing solo acoustic um, I'd say restaurants and bars and just your typical live music venues around town nobody really wants to hear your original music. They just want to hear Sweet child of mine, brown-eyed girl, whatever they can sing along to while they eat and um, that's fine so it's it's more of like a, a work right at that point Mm -hmm. it pays my bills i get to still sing and play and practice but i'm mainly doing covers at those gigs but say my original music showcases or my full band gigs we play a lot of original music and it's so much more exciting so much more yeah because
1: then you get to see the audience respond to something that that you have um, created does your band have a name
2: not no we're just going as Naomi Taylor right now because it's all my music and it's already released under my name so
1: that's okay Naomi. I was trying to think um, who's got that Um, Oh, Brandy no is it Brandy Uh, Carlisle oh yeah so she kind of already started that so you can sort of take that over (laughs) Uh for sure Um, where can people connect with you if they aren't in the metro area if they're outside of here if they want to hear your music or see what you're up to or follow you at all Mm -hmm. Naomi how do they do that
2: Um, You can look Naomi Taylor up on Facebook, on YouTube, Instagram. Um, I have a website, NaomiTaylorMusic.com, and it has all of my music, my music video. It has a mailing list, has everything, photos, press articles, everything that you can keep up with. That's on the website. Um, My music's everywhere, Amazon, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, any. Any streaming service. So Roots will be your first, I guess, published album or will be
1: on your first published album. But you have a lot of other works already out there for people to be able to support and listen. Yes. Right.
2: Um, I I released my first like debut uh, EP. It was a four song EP that I recorded at Crown Studio in Jackson. Um, I released that a couple years ago and it's more acoustic indie folk type sound and then now that i'm getting more into my full band album it's more like rock some southern rock some funk some a little bit of everything but it's definitely a developed sound i'm super excited but yes i have music i have a four-song ep and i have a couple singles that are released if music wouldn't have worked out for you what would you have grown up to be my childhood dream was an archaeologist I love you went in a really different direction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love archaeology and mineralogy. I still even study it sometimes just on my free time. It's so interesting to me. But then I graduated college with um, an accounting degree, so Well, you are
1: just you got all kinds of different things on your plate, Naomi, but I think you following your passion is gonna turn out just fine for you. So we congratulations again. Appreciate your time and last time that one um, website for your music NaomiTaylorMusic.com alrighty you guys stick with this we got more for you up next Sleep,
0: I stand the way you I love you though you so
1: good things don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm we're also streaming from the supertalk mississippi app of course you can always find us too at your local supertalk mississippi radio station and tomorrow you're going to find us at palmer home for children we're hosting the 11th annual radiothon it is here and joining us to get us all amped and ready is drake ba- drake bassett he is uh, the ceo of palmer home for children hey drake
3: Hey, how are you doing?
1: It's almost been 364, five days since Rhino and I have seen you and the gang. What's it like there? How exciting is everybody, busy bees uh, around town?
3: Well, that's exactly right. You know, uh, it, it, there's sort of a slow build uh, for, you know, four or five days in advance. And then uh, this is certainly the day before. So it's uh, it's certainly busy out here. But I think the reason it's it's so much fun is people do get excited about, you know, being together uh, and we appreciate so much, you know, Super Talk's commitment to Palmer Home and the fact that, you know, uh, the hosts come out here and, and, and spend the day with us and, and we just get to talk about, you know, important things and we also get to share, you know, some really positive stories. And, uh, so when we're dealing with something that's, as as tough as the problems we deal with, it's a lot of fun to see people be here, and and so yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, getting ready for tomorrow.
2: Well, it's
1: nothing but the good things, which I love, Drake, as you get to talk about that, even though it's through sometimes a tough lens, it's the good work that you do that you get to celebrate, and I think when you do have those tough topics, like what you guys see every day or faced with, with children in unimaginable circumstances, a lot of times us on the outside feel hopeless on how we can help, and the Radiothon is a great way for us to be a piece of that puzzle by donating, by getting involved by being informed and so to me that's a win.
3: I think it's a huge win and um, you know one of the blessings for me over the years being here at Palmer Home is you know uh, you know you you do you work every day and and I was in a meeting a couple of hours ago and we were talking about a pretty tough situation and everybody's around the table and wanting to you know put their best foot forward to to help. And I think that's the feeling people across Mississippi have as well. They they simply want to help, and you know so when people pour into us either with their prayers or their energy or their financial gifts, um, I, I hope they feel uh, the way we feel about them, which is we're doing this together. And um, you know I enjoy. Uh, uh, the the responsibility of bringing great people together um, to be involved with these children's lives. And I'm thankful for the staff that we have and the volunteers and, of course, relationships like yours and the many businesses and friends across the state because that's what it's about. People want to help and want to make a difference. And I'm grateful that every year we take a day with super talk and you know it's 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 kind of a, a state family reunion let's talk about what we're doing and let's let's recommit ourselves to do, do even more next year
2: it does
1: feel a little like a family reunion now i haven't been there for all 11 i was trying to think up i think this is my seventh maybe eighth one that i've had the pleasure of being a part of and you do get excited about seeing everybody um although conversations and communications happen not just the day of long in advance but actually getting to come that day but you know Drake, the Radiothon is how I learned about Palmer Home. I mean, obviously I was there for the first time, but I know that there were going to be a lot of folks, you know, new to Super Talk or new to Palmer Home that will tune in tomorrow, and it will be their first introduction. And I think that's another good thing about the Radiothon is reminding and informing people of the good work that's being done, and they may have never heard of Palmer Home before. I know right. you're in it every day, and so you you can't believe someone may have never heard of, heard of Palmer <laughs> Home, but if someone is, like, I keep hearing about this Radiothon or what's going to happen tomorrow How do you kind of explain in a nutshell What you guys do there um, Over the last 125 years
3: Well I think you know uh, You're right about that um, There's sort of a uh, before you knew about Palmer Home And then there's after you knew about Palmer Home And I think for everybody you know we we listen to the news every single day. We're you know whether it's social media or television or however you get your news, and uh, you know we, we don't have to tell people these days that that the news is sometimes tough. And it, it's one thing to just constantly be hit with you know the challenges that are real in our world. Well, you need to know. People need to know that you know there's a little bit of fighting back, which is you know what there are some really really great things happening in the world and. This is one of them. I am a firm believer that Palmer Home stands, uh, you know, on behalf of children who need a place to call home. And when you say, how do you tell people about Palmer Home, I think the good news is, is that since 1895, the mission of Palmer Home has been to provide a safe, loving place uh, with uh, a faith foundation uh, and with a commitment to uh, everything we can give to a child that will make their life um the best it can be and we help them wherever they're coming from we help them with whatever their circumstance is and that includes you know things like coaching and we'll talk about this tomorrow coaching around you know educational needs and emotional needs and and prepping them for you know life after Palmer home when they become adults all of those good things have been going on for a long long time and so for people who haven't heard about Palmer home you know go to our website get to know us but Better than anything else, tune in tomorrow, all day to Super Talk, and you can hear all about what we do. And I hope that people do get a chance to kind of, you know, enjoy realizing that, hey, there are some tough things happening out there. There's some good things happening, too, and they're happening here at Palmer Home.
1: And I think a lot of our listeners will appreciate, too, Drake, that you're a faith-based organization that's at the core of what you do there at Palmer Home. And we know that the the love of Christ and the light of Christ is there to, to you know— um, i guess in the darkness right and that's kind of the work that you guys are doing that's right and it's an important piece to how y'all do things differently
3: well it really is because that that's a core driver right and, you know we talk about this we believe it um and across the state you know people worship together and we pray together and and you know you and i might go to a different church building but we agree that we have a responsibility um, as a Christian that we need to help children in need uh, the the Bible is saturated with passages that talk about helping uh, the orphan and helping the child in need and helping the stranger and helping those who who basically we would call our neighbor and that 's the way to think of it and so when people invest uh, emotionally or financially or prayerfully uh, in the palmer home that 's what I think they 're participating in it 's a mission that is that belongs to God. Uh, you know, we don't own this mission. Uh, we're just participating in the mission, and and that's a mission that that I think God cares about, which is to help uh, a, a child who needs a place uh, to be cared for, provide food, provide basic uh, friendship, and 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 give children a sense of hey, there's something better maybe than what I've been struggling with these past few years. So I, I believe that it's the, the faith based factor is is core to who we are.
1: And some of my favorite stories each year, Drake, are those that have broken cycles within their family, got to graduate high school. Some have gone off to serve in the military. Others have gone off to college to earn higher education. It's all of these, uh, stories of success or sort of, you know, flying the coop. Cause that's what you want. You want to, that's what everybody wants uh-huh. for their kids. They want them to be trained up and then get out and fly.
3: And now that my children have left home, uh, you know, they're... They're, they're, you know, I've, I've seen them all the way from beginning to where they are today. And and, that, and that's exactly the way it is. You, you want the very best for them. You want to believe that, you know, they're having a productive day, that they're in relationships that are strong and, and, and healthy, that they're in communities where they can serve. And, and that's what we picture for our children. And I've been here long enough uh, now to say I've, I've seen some of those children who arrived when they were seven or eight years old, and now they're 19 and 20. Uh, and and they're out there in the world doing some of the things you just described. They're going to college or they're going to a technical program. Some are in the military, and they're serving as we speak. And, and you know, we, we see ourselves as their family. Uh, we're so proud of them. We're proud of them for their commitment. But we know it started, you know, here when we were able to begin to pour into their life and where it was at that moment. And so I think that's what people can believe in when they contribute and give the Palmer home is this is a place that believes in making lives whole and giving the child every opportunity to do exactly what you just described, to fly, to fly completely and to be successful.
1: You have on your website uh, where hope grows is kind of like the three words that sums up um, Palmer Home for Children. And I think that's a great way to over the years that I've learned they you can come in feeling, you know, down and sort of hopeless in their situations or, you know, what their futures may look. But you give them an opportunity to, you know, get the right nourishment, get the right uh, education or support, and then you can see the growth sort of from that. And I know there's a lot of different programs. Some children do make it back to their original families and restored that yeah. way. Restoration looks different. Uh, But that's the key goal for for every child who finds themselves at at Palmer Home in some way, form or fashion. That's right.
3: That's right. You know, it does look different for every child. And, you know, for children who are able to reunify with their families, you know, that that is a that's an incredible thing. The family was never designed to be apart. And sometimes it has to come apart because of choices people make or because of circumstances. But, you know, our desire is to put it back together if we can. If it's safe and it makes sense and it's the right thing, then that is a it's a beautiful thing when that happens. We, we applaud family members and mothers and fathers and grandparents who work hard, you know, to, to create the kind of life that allows a child to come back, because we know how important that is for children to be with their biological families, and we want to make that happen, but sometimes it can't happen, and when it can't happen, you know, we're here to be, hopefully, um, you know, a source of strength and encouragement, because everybody, you know, I don't care who's listening right now. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody wants to know that they're loved by somebody, that somebody's pulling for them.
1: And we're, and, and we're and definitely pulling have that, for everybody, it, too, Drake, coming tomorrow for the 11th Annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon. Thank you so much for your time. Rhino and I are going to wrap things up here on Good Things and then head your way. How about that?
3: That sounds great. Come on up and see us. We're ready for you.
1: All righty. We'll see you soon. But you guys stick with us. we got a few more Good Things for you coming up next.
0: Can we all set that aside and just love
1: jazz club in new orleans I just need a hurricane and a fan because you know it's hot down there too <laughs> this is not the time of year just to go for a stroll in the middle of the day in new orleans in the french quarter
0: this song actually has a connection to the marvel movies
1: ah, how, what, this when, is
0: one of the uh, pop culture things that they were teaching captain america after he thawed out Hmm? This was a suggestion for him to listen to.
1: He would have no trouble thawing out right now here in Mississippi. we go to Ice Block to Puddle in about 3.5 seconds sitting outside. <laughs> Okay, coming up next week, you got Sports Talk Mississippi, which they are coming up next here on uh, Super Talk. They're going to be live in Nashville for the 2023 SEC Media Days. That starts on Monday. Many of you are excited. You'll get to hear from coaches, the newsmakers, the newsbreakers, as we count down to the start of the college football season. So Sports Talk Mississippi coverage of the 2023 SEC Media Days is presented by Gentil Apparel. So visit GentilApparel.com to check out their full line of sportswear, including the collegiate collection for Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And then don't forget, too, you got legendary rock group Guns N' Roses. They are coming to town. By town, I mean to the coast. They're going to be at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in September the 20th, and we want to be able to give you a chance to be there. And so you could win tickets to Guns N' Roses, and you'll also get VIP treatment. By that, we mean a luxurious Beau Rivage stay and a limo ride to and from the concert. You must be 21 to enter the contest, and you can find registration boxes over at supertalk.fm slash GNR. So just go, fill it out, drop it in the bucket, and who knows, you may have a fun weekend on the Mississippi Gulf Coast um, on us. It sounds it sounds like a good time, and why not? Again, you got to be in it to win it. So they say you've got to be in the Good Things Facebook group to see all the good things I post there on a daily basis. If you are wasting away your life on the book of faces like so many of the rest of us, you might as well have some positive things going on in your feed. And so the Good Things Facebook group is a good place to be. There's a lot of rhyming there that just was unintentional. But, hey, it happened. You didn't know it it. I didn't know it. All you got to do is search good things with Rebecca Turner in your search bar on Facebook. It'll pop up and then uh, click to join. Rhino and I will let you in. And you'll see a great story that's coming out of Summerall at the Ramey's Marketplace there. An employee found a lost wallet that's probably like, okay, I find wallets all the time. Yes, but not wallets with $6,000 cash in it. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. You find wallets all the time? Well, I mean, not all the time.
1: I actually found one the other day at the Dollar General. <laughs> <laughs>
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it didn't have six grand. No,
1: and the person who dropped it was like right in front, like they had was walking out, and then I grabbed it and and sort of handed it to the gentleman. He had just dropped it out of his pocket. I wouldn't just, but no, I mean, but yes, I would have still returned it to the man if a bunch of Benjamins had just fallen out. My thing, though, is who who knew? How do you know he's got six thousand? Do you count it? I've seen
0: that debate going on on social media about, well, how did they know it had six grand? And it's like, when you find a wallet. Or a purse or a money clip or something. You're trying to see if they have an ID so you can give it back to them. You can't just look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's Jim Bob's because it's got got JB on it.
1: There's no way to know. I will be... One hundred percent transparent and honest with you. If I pick up a wallet and there is that much cash in it, number one, I'm gonna be terrified because I think it's probably blood money of some kind. And then, like, it's either start looking for
0: the hidden camera
1: or the hidden camera. But I, my, I will not take any of it. I am more worried about Jesus seeing it than anybody else seeing it. But my curiosity, I'm gonna want to know how much is there. I'm gonna start. I will. I will. I will bet you. I start counting it unless I see. Somewhat now, I don't. Well, now I'm saying that I don't know if people are watching and you're sitting there counting card cash in the aisle. That may be random. My inner nosiness would would, would want to know, and then somehow I'd want to find out because it, it'd be rude once you return it to be like, "So how much cash was in there? I <laughs> was a lot of cash in there. I don't know. So I don't know how they found out that it was six thousand dollars. All I know is I would be nosy enough to want to know, but I would return every single dollar of it because, yeah. Whatever you bought with it was going to go up in flames anyway because that's not that's not good. Um, but kudos to her, though, for it. Imagine, though, flip that. Imagine being the person who lost their wallet. Could you, could you get back to work and then go look for something and then recognize that like, you didn't have it? The panic that would set in if you thought, you know, you had left that somewhere. Another thing, though, if I have $6,000 in my wallet, it's probably in my hands tight clenched fist <laughs> I don't know I don't know but good stories good stories like that come join us over on the Good Things Facebook group where the conversation never ends don't forget tomorrow's a big day for the Radiothon we hope you tune in we hope you donate and we hope you join us um, but sit with us you got more coming up next you've got Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6 Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2 but until then I hope you all find time for the good things
0: Give good things for you tonight. Give good things for you tonight. Give good things for you tonight.